0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where we have way too much fun. Moan, what's going on? Not much, man. Look, we got scolded
1: today. We joked around a little bit today. We We got to make sure our producer David
0: is on point, man. (laughs) What's up with that? (laughs) The the comment section is all over. Poor Dave here. He's like... (laughs) Where where are some of these here? I'm going to find them because there was some double dubbing of the theme song yesterday or whatever, and everybody's, your audio is a train wreck on this episode. Sorry to be that guy, but elevate your game, fellas. I got to do the monster truck voice for that. (laughs) I mean, go ahead. I
1: I don't want to double it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? You could read the same thing underneath me and it'll sound like our sound quality. Anyway, let's talk you know about the Coach Tomlin
1: here. said it. The standard is the standard. Mm. And you doggone right, man. We're going to ride with it. Dave, come on. I know they can't see you, but we see you.
0: <laughs> we are uh, looking hard at not only Steelers versus Baltimore uh, this Sunday and everything that that game entails, but, you know, Moan. Have you Mm -hmm. been one of those guys that's peaked ahead on this schedule?
1: As a non-player right now, Mm -hmm. I have the ability to. I can do that now, and I I took a sneak peek, man. Did you?
0: I did, but only after Miles Jack said to me in Atlanta, I'm telling you, man, we're going to start sneaking up on some people. And I went, wait a second. Who do you have left that you could possibly sneak up on? They're almost all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell them who? Go ahead. I I mean, this week you have a
1: non-Lamar Jackson Baltimore. You go to Carolina, bad team. Vegas, Raiders, you have them at home. You go to Baltimore again, depending on where uh, Lamar is. And then you have Cleveland, who's trying to get together their quarterback situation. This is uh, shaping up, DK, 100%.
0: You know, it's five games Right. Here's the part that gets me, though. When you guys made, you guys have had your unleash hell in December months, okay, and you've gone on a real roll, and it takes a good team overall yeah. to do that. And here's my, my concern here. I could go through each one of these games individually and explain why the Steelers could arguably even should win. However, since they've already beaten the Colts and the Falcons leading into this stretch, Moan, come on, man. They're not winning seven in a row. They're not winning six out of seven. Are they?
1: It could six out of seven, I think, could be possible. Oh, I mean, heck, if we even get to team, five out of seven, DK, if we get to five so out of seven, bad that's bad. even better than some. And, and truthfully, this this really leads to a bunch of other things. And I'll say this, too. You got if you got a good enough team to beat the bad teams, I still think you're in a good spot. You, you feel me? Like if you're a bad team or you're not-so-good team and you're losing to other bad teams, then that's a concern. But if you're just good enough to beat those other teams and at least catch some momentum, whether they make the playoffs or not, I think there's a lot of lessons learned, and I think it really uh, backs up what I said a few days ago in the sense that this ain't just necessarily a team full of quitters. You don't have a team that's that's left with a bunch of guys that, that don't want to win you know, I don't think you can say that, which lends itself to what we always speak about inside of that building. There's there's different sentiments on what happens inside a building to what we actually think now on the fan side of it. Me being a former player inside of that building and knowing what the DNA is, this lines up to exactly what you wanted to be as a player, man.
0: Yeah, I guess the part that's the – well, look, hey, the hardest part to swallow is the idea that they would win seven in a row with this still – Flawed team, okay. In all three phases, they are a flawed team. But then the NFL is full of flawed teams, right? Like probably thirty of them. Okay. The part that's that's probably the hardest to wrap your head around, even if you look straight at the schedule, is the massive difference between the first half quality and the second half quality. Uh, No one that you couldn't have scripted a more night-then-day schedule than what the Steelers have?
1: No, you you could man. And this is the other part of it, too. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that this can happen, winning these seven straight, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's, that this is a really, really good team. Right? Hmm. You can still yeah. say that, too. And, and then there's a bunch of people that will still say, well, if you go win that many, then that means we have to make no changes. I don't think that's the case either. Uh, whether oh, that be... OC, whether that, let's be real. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Personnel has to change too. This just shows that you have the DNA of winners inside of your locker room more than anything to where I've seen other teams not have a culture of understanding how to get through games, what adversity means to players and to the building. I've said this time and time again, people long to have or they, they, they seek out to have things like the Steelers do. And I've heard this from other fan bases or other team teammates and friends on other teams. Man, I wish we had that. This right here, if they reel off these seven straight, DK, that, that mm-hmm. says exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And it also lends itself to why this fan base isn't impressed by just making the playoffs. Heck, it's been since 2010, right? January 2010. Oh no, 2000. No, January of 2011. Since we made a deep run into the playoffs, that's a long friggin' time. So that's why they're not impressed. They won't be impressed by it. It's just a good finish.
0: It it would require a great finish. I, I I still believe that there's something extra that's required to go on a streak. It's not just a matter of beating each individual opponent. I know that's how the players and everybody else approach it, but you just don't see ordinary to subordinary teams, meaning to this juncture of the season just magically turn it on and win six or seven in a row, no matter how disparate the schedule is. I I also want to throw this one out. You know, Kenny is Kenny Pickett's four and four as a starter. His four losses came to the Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Bengals. Four of the better teams in football. This is what I mean. Like if you give if it's just such an enormous difference between the first half and a second half, these schedules. Yeah.
1: You know what? We should go more into that, too, a little bit uh, in the second segment, because now you really you got me going with this one, man. Yeah, I Uh, see that because I know you want to talk about the implications.
0: I know where you're going. No, no, no. I
1: I want to talk about the the differences and what's happened. Yeah, let's do Uh, that. Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: back to the Ramon Foster Show. As promised, more on the subject of what the Steelers can or can't do the rest of the way here and the hows and the whys that go into that. Moan, you sound more optimistic than I am that this could actually turn into something special. I'm, I'm not feeling it. Uh,
1: I, you know what, DK? I'm not calling it special. I'm calling okay. it what you're supposed to do. I think we're seven saying in two a row? separate things. <laughs> it's not, you know what? Seven
0: in a row is special. It,
1: you know what? Well, you know what I say though. I don't know how mm. special that is, and and okay. this is the reason why. Uh, Baltimore, yes, they're a winning team right now. Carolina Panther, losing teams. Las Vegas Raiders, below five hundred. Also, Baltimore Ravens. I don't know where they're gonna be by New Year's Day. Cleveland Browns, below five hundred. What I'm what I'm saying is this: the teams that they beat the last cup. Well, they lost to a really good Cincinnati team. They lost, They beat a bad New Orleans Saints team. Okay. what I'm saying is we're in a position right now as a team to where it's purgatory, I guess, in a sense. Right. Not good, not bad, but okay. And I think there's still a lot of missing pieces. I think there's still positions in which you say to yourself, what what is the OC going to be there? There's a real question. I don't think if we win seven straight, that necessarily saves Matt Canada's position. I don't know if it does that. I don't know if it's secure. No, they'll absolutely be not. a
0: statue of the guy. You,
1: no, 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 no. You say this, DK, that's what you're supposed to do. That's just like saying a, a vet is beating a undrafted rookie in, in practice. You wouldn't write about that. You say, Moan. that's what you're supposed to do, blocking against him. Right if this is a first line if this is a first round defensive tackle or defensive end outside linebacker beating the undrafted guy in practice we were right about that but nobody everybody would say well that's what you're supposed to do that's a nice tune up that's what they're supposed to do against these bad teams or teams that they have a whole lot of history the two games i'm really concerned about is the two baltimore games like, Ty Huntley playing this game, I say to myself, in Hinesville, even if we split them and we get the rest of these five, that to me says that's a real good run, but there's so many other deficiencies that have to be resolved. We're watching comments come from Ben Roethlisberger that says, I know why he did that. That's to satisfy a wide receiver. That to me, mm. you know what Bruce Arians would do in a situation like that? Bleak, you run the friggin' play. I'll get you the <laughs> ball when I feel like you're ready for the ball. You, yeah, you know what Ben was doing was in those situations? Hmm. We're not forcing anything to anybody. You get in where you mm-hmm. fit in. And if, when I'm in a position as a quarterback to where we're hoping Kenny Pickett gets to at some point in time, hey, Kenny, throw me the ball. Kenny need to look at him and say, I'm the captain now. That's what's lacking. I think those steps are still there. I think somebody has to be in place to be able to let Kenny know, hey, man, here are the keys. Here, here are the keys right here. Look at them. This is the, the key to the gate, Kenny. You have the key to the gate. They don't tell that's you a, when to
0: throw that, them the ball. That's a fob. That's not a key. It's the fob that, to the gate. Well, well,
1: guess what the fob does? The <laughs> fob gets you in the gate. And guess who holds the fob to the gate?
0: Kenny Pickett does. And I'll be glad when he gets to that point. I'm going to watch some old Sorcerer's movie tonight. And there's gonna... <laughs> Someone get the fob to the gate. Listen. that allows you
1: access to behind the gate into the house. And we're not there uh, yet.
0: They're not there yet. That's actually the point that I'm going to agree with because to, to, to rattle off this many wins in a row, I'll tell you what, now let me rephrase this. The one thing that your head coach, not the one thing, one thing that your head coach is, is, is really, really consistent with and good at is, drumming up the concept that the only game that matters is the next one. And he's mm-hmm. even done that this year when they were 2 and 6, he kept all of the focus on the following week's game. Okay. Yeah. If you do that with this schedule and you're not looking ahead and you're not thinking about the Panthers and the Raiders and the whoever else the rest of the way and you're just saying just Baltimore, just Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Okay. They could pull this off. What 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 would throw me though? Is that once you yeah. start seeing two or three of them and they start talking about the Steelers and it's they've won four in a row, look everybody, and the music's playing it you know, on ESPN or on, <laughs> and they're showing Steelers highlights. Dun, 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 dun. And you see all nothing but touchdowns for Najee and George and everybody's dancing. It's a different vibe that makes it into your room now. You know, It's not it, Miles yeah. Jack whispering to me that we might sneak up on people.
1: Yeah, but you know what, though, DK? This is all a part of that growth that we said was missing, though, too. Mm -hmm. These guys learning how to win in this new era. Yeah, (laughs) this this changes that. And let's be real. Like, them losing seven games, you know that locker room. You've been around those. That sucks. It's not like they're just okay with it. So although I don't believe we're close to what Cincinnati is, I don't think we're close to what Buffalo is. I don't think we're close to what Philly is. I don't think we're close to what Minnesota, uh, Dallas, these types of teams, heck, we're not there. But this is one of those pivot moments, though, that you say to yourself, with more maturity, more exactness of what this team is, that's what we're capable of. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you get into a point to where at least you're competing with, let's say Baltimore, if we just so happen to get them one or two times, and then you get Cleveland, you really put yourself in a position, at least in the AFC North, to say, guess what, guys? We're not as far behind as you thought we were. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is you look at the Steelers and you say they're far behind. Winning these seven games or six out of the seven last games, that really puts you in a position to, to just say, If y'all do what you're supposed to do and we coach you upright, we're not that far behind. And what we honestly would call it a rebuild. Nobody's actually saying that, but that's where we are right now, right? It's okay to say that, y'all. It's a rebuild. It's not a reload. It's not a veteran set, like heavy team. It's a young group that has a a few old parts on it too that at some point is going to phase itself out. This is a rebuild and you just so happen to be fair enough to compete.
0: Yeah. Let's pick a player. Let's do that. Let's pick a player on each side of the ball that we would need to really see like, you know, elevate, you know, to make this happen.
1: I'll, I'll live and die by the quarterback though. As, as low hanging fruit as that is, if he comes in and pull a Jalen Hurts-like step in year two, Mm. you know, that's okay to say. If he pulls a Josh Allen-type step in year two, Mm -hmm. that to me pushes your team over the top. That to me says he can go to front office the same way Jalen Hurts said and said, I need A.J. Brown. (laughs) You know who you got? I
0: I got, you want to talk about low-hanging fruit. I've got the best player in the world. I think you need to see TJ Watt get back to full health. And, you know, this week already he's been in and out of practice. He's yeah. in the coach's exact words, quote, pretty banged up, end quote. Dang. So we're talking about him coming off of, you know, the, the the pec injury. We're talking about a rib injury that he had. We're talking about some other stuff that afflicted him this past week in Atlanta and there's no real breaks, you know. No. There's no, you know, I mean, you're, it's Baltimore week for crying out loud. It's the exact yeah. opposite of a break, okay? Yeah. And to me, in order to do something special, you have to have some players performing at a special level. I'm with you on Kenny with Kenny on that side of the ball, but when it comes to the defense, TJ has got to be what he was in the opener in Cincinnati, and that's asking yeah. a lot of a guy who is quote pretty banged up. I got another one
1: too offensively, and I'll give you one defensively too. Okay. Uh, another one offensively, left tackle. Mm, Whether it, it be – The
0: Dan Moore challenge.
1: What, no, no, I don't even want to challenge him. You feel me? Like I'm, I'm not out on him, but I don't want to make it seem like, look, hey, I need you to do this. No, it's either you get right or you get gone or you move to another position. You know? Because where is he going to fit if he's not at left tackle? Oh, if they go get a slide. first.
0: Yeah,
1: he's going to slide. And and that's where I'm at. Like that position, as we speak about needing to step up, like I'm with that idea of it. And I think I'm more or less speaking about like what next year can be, too. If we're speaking about this seven game run that they could go on like that's a, a real position of focus to me, whether it be for the next five or four early next year that entire left side to me even though they've had some good spells i think it's fair to challenge that too i, I really do think it's fair to challenge that man and and what? the other side of the ball go ahead
0: no that's all i was just going to say what's the other side
1: yeah other side of the ball cam doesn't really come off so it's hard to challenge him i would even i, w- I would possibly go to alex highsmith and and for this reason You mentioned TJ being banged up. Guess what? Sometimes you got to carry your leader. Sometimes your leader look over to you and say, man, hey, I'm hurting. Help me out. If we can get 70% of him out there while we get an amazing side of what Alex Highsmith is up front, then TJ will be able to be effective. If you're not effective over there, Alex, and we got two over here on TJ, or we got a running back chipping up and you can't beat him off the left side. Then what are we asking TJ? I know he's Superman. He's defensive player of the year, reigning defensive player of the year. But if, if you can't get off, or you only get off in spurts, if we can't see him get up the field the way he did against uh, who was it, Indy a couple yeah. of weeks ago consistently? That was
0: rough. Really rough.
1: Then what are we doing? If you're that guy, you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna do the same thing they did to him that they did to Bud. Only reason Bud got that is because of TJ. Well, guess what? Mm. Make it a bang-bang situation. Make them pick and choose to worry. They got to worry about you two and not the linebackers or the secondary.
0: When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, the only segment that matters. Hey, Mo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. This way, every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry today at the Get-Go Cafe and Market. Better believe it. Moan. we've got... Let me see if I can find this one. This is from Amos. And he says... So do we hate the Bengals more or the Ravens more and never mind the Browns because they will always suck. <laughs> this is the heady stuff people come here for.
1: Yeah, you get it. You get it, Amos. Uh I love does. the Browns comment though. The Browns comment was amazing, okay? Uh They're not worth they hating.
0: That's awesome. that's yeah.
1: Yeah. They're not. I, I joke with two fan bases, or I, I, I troll two fan bases all the time about the amount of time it would take for them to be even at five hundred with us, and that's the Browns and, and it's the Bengals. Okay, like it's going to take years for them to even like touch five hundred. Okay, and I feel like our culture will forever keep them at that distance. I think for the Browns it's like sixteen years, and for the uh for the for the uh Bengals it's like twelve years. Before oh, they can to, you even mean get to, close to even
0: their all-time records against the Steelers, the Bengals, and Browns? Yes. plastic will regenerate into trees before that <laughs> happens. Yes. Um,
1: who do we hate most? It's 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 two different hates though. Um, I'm I'm going with Baltimore. as numero uno. That's if you're talking about rivals, yeah, it's rivals. That's that's absolutely the hate factor is good for 60 minutes or however long it takes to finish the game, and then it's respect when it comes towards uh, come for the, the 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 Ravens. When it comes towards with with the Bengals, it's like respect plus hate. And I say lightly because I respect what those guys do. And they have won some. some. I'm not going to act like they hadn't won the AFC North while I was playing. They did, if I'm not mistaken, like two times, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Two, maybe three times out of 11 years when I was there. So they've won the North. Uh, But their methods and how they do it and the appreciation of how they do it, I feel like it's not like what Baltimore's is. Like since he do it and everybody in the world know they won the AFC North, they don't know how to handle it. Heck, I'm dealing with some of their fans right now because I know them uh, because of my brother. My brother lives in Louisville, and he has some brothers-in-laws who are Cincinnati fans. I get a random message from them the other day. Hey, wish you can beat my Bengals. I'm thinking to myself, we split games, you idiot. But you see what I'm saying when it comes down to, like, Cincinnati fans, they can't handle success. Like, us winning the North is just another day at the office. Them winning the North becomes, like, a Super Bowl-like celebration for them. It's a difference. And I feel like Baltimore is the same way as as we are. You win the North, that's just the first part of your journey, and you respect what the actual game is. I I, I forever say I don't want to see the day and wish the Bengals are that good consistently. Even in one of the best years they've had last year, they came back and lost the first game of the season to the Steelers. That, to me, made my entire year. That's where the separation of respect and hate goes when it comes to those two teams.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like the respect factor is the, is the dominant separator. In, 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 in my time over the years in interviewing guys, that was what you would get is like, look – We know who the Ravens are. We know what they represent. Mm -hmm. And we know the challenge that they present for us on a consistent basis. With the Bengals, it was just like, that dude's nuts, man. Yeah. I don't like like that guy. Or I don't like this guy. It was a lot more of that than it was anything about them institutionally. Even when Marvin was just, you know, finding the lowest common denominator everywhere that he could.
1: And and that was my thing I was going to say. Like, I actually, I respect Marvin, uh, Coach Marvin Lewis. I do. For him to have been there for that long, and to my understanding, dealing with how management and ownership was as far as what they needed to succeed, he pulled a lot out of that. And he caused some bad luck with quarterbacks. Of course, Carson, uh, what was his? uh, Carson, 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 I forget his. Carson Palmer, his situation with the knee and then you get Andy Dalton, and then it's just a, 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 a marriage of different guys up until Joe Burrow. And I'm just saying to myself, he managed a lot. And the only thing I would take back is the idea that you let players police themselves and create the culture for themselves, and that three-, four-year gap of just chaos that we had against Mayhem. them every single game, Mayhem. I would have been okay if it was week to week every single like game they had was that way but it was specifically against us in those situations. Yeah, Berwick went off on his own tangent in other games and whatnot, but the entire team to act that way, and for some of their players that I truly respect, okay, used to come to us. Yeah, It used to just come to us and be like, bro, I'm sorry. Like, not necessarily in those words, like I'm sorry, but they'd be like, man, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know why that guy act like that. We'd be on the field because it's chaos breaking out, and the offensive line, the offensive line, because we're civil human beings, we'd be like, dude, what's going on? Why are they this way? Yeah. And they'd even say yeah. they're like that in practice. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, but your other point is the one that had me nodding here, and that is that you would watch the Bengals the week before or the week after they played you. Yeah. And it was just a football game. It was civil. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, you would still see, you know, Berfecht would still get into his trouble and whatever else here. But for the most part, it was just a football game. And then all of a sudden, it's Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati head-to-head, and it was just, oh, man, here we go again on this subject. Let's let's do some uh, <laughs> predictions here, Moan. What do you got for uh, Sunday, Steelers uh, versus Ravens?
1: Home game for the good boys. Um, history says three points or less. Uh, <laughs> I do Short think tuggers. it's going to be low score. I do think it's going to be low scoring, though. I will say that. I got Steelers winning this game. 16-14.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be something in that range, won't it? Because uh, a couple of things. One is that you've seen the, that the Steelers can still get field goals without Chris Boswell. They're going to need to get yeah. field goals. They will. To me, to me, Moan, the real deciding factor is going to be how Kenny handles the Blitz. Uh, he's done well so far against the Blitz in his very yeah. short time in the NFL, but he hasn't done it against the Baltimore Blitz. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be telling because you know, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, John Harbaugh is not going to let Najee run for 86 yards.
1: No. And that's where the other side, I was going to double back with it after you finished and brought this up about Kenny handling the blitz. There's mm-hmm. a couple guys in this series that don't understand what this series is. Okay. You yes. got your center and your right guard. If those two to me, and I like Mason Cole and James Daniels picked it up as of late. If those two, to me, carry their lunch pail into this game and handle that rush up front, I feel a lot better about this, dub. But it's those mm. two that really have me in a position of saying, understand what you're getting yourself into.
0: Yeah, they, they weren't facing those kinds of challenges, certainly not in Chicago. <laughs> Not in Chicago. I mean, Chicago's got rivals, but it's only because they date back like half a century or whatever. All right, Moan. Well, um, let's do this again after the game. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be ready. can't wait they start, to rattling watch, off, right. they, they start rattling off seven seven roses, remote in all capital letters, but we'll